Hello, Team Builder, and thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Cavert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Hello, Michelle. Well, Zooming today. Yeah, we, we didn't. Are. In the evening, too. I know. Those We've both are. had really full schedules, and so... Yeah. It's an evening Zoom to get this recording done, which is totally fine, but that, that's where we're at. So, so we may be a little more low key tonight. So let's right. see. Right, we're both tired. Goes. We've had a long day. Yeah. It's been yeah. a day. Yes. Yeah, so. I've been out with groups. So it's been so fun. The last, uh, last week, I think, um, three different groups, highs and lows, and wearing masks, which is so very interesting. I get tired talking. Oh yeah. Through my mask. Yeah. I get kind of winded, which is very, which was a very interesting discovery and it's been fun. It's been so nice to get back with people face to face and just really get into the mix. How about you? What, what have you been been busy with? You know, I am, um, I'm in the final few days of getting my new website ready to roll out. So it is just, it's a lot of head down, deep computer work and not a lot of interaction and a lot of sitting. And it is, that is exhausting to me. So I'm just tired in a different way. And, but I'm so ready for the new website to get out so we can push all these, the virtual playground and then everything is going to be new. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait until it's done. That's great. That's great. Well, we talked a little bit before the show, I've been involved in helping develop a curriculum of team building activities looking for versatile props. So there's mm-hmm. not a uh, less expense to get some team building activities going within this program. And one of them is image cards. Mm. Um, my favorite, of course, if, if those of you listeners out there know, I've been in, was involved in the Chigi guidebook. So Chigi cards are one of my favorites. Um, but any image cards can be done, you can use them for so many things. Um, We're gonna talk about processing and activities. And I think, you know, you you have an idea of let's, we're gonna share a couple activities, I think, uh, icebreakers, and then we'll get into maybe some other team building ideas and then some processing ideas before we wrap up. So hopefully this will be kind of a, you know, what's your favorite? Maybe we'll find some new favorites. We'll share some of our favorites uh, I'm going to ask you, what are your favorite? Yeah, well, you know, you call them image cards. I call them picture cards or metaphor cards. But basically, you know, the whole episode today, we're going to focus on using image cards or picture cards in team building. So we thought, all right, let's sequence this episode like we would sequence an event. Let's start out with a couple of icebreakers that we like, and then maybe a couple problem solving or communication activities. And then we can end with uh, our tried and true favorite processing and debriefing activities with metaphor cards as well. And why this is so timely right now is some of us are still virtual and some of us are being back in person now and met picture cards, image cards, this works so well for both spaces. Uh, it's one of my, it's been one of my go-to ones this whole last year during the pandemic for virtual and, but it's also one of my go-to, I don't ever leave home without a very full bag of postcards, image cards, picture cards, metaphor cards. That is one staple that ne- I never leave home without. 
So that being said, let's start out with maybe one of the icebreakers. One icebreaker that I love to use with these cards is if I'm in person, I just, I spread out, I have like a hundred plus different types of cards. And I like a, a really nice mix of cards. I have Chiji cards, climber cards. I have some Ubuntu cards. I have my metaphor cards that I produce at training wheels. Um, some spotted card. I have every and postcards. Jen Stanchfield's a postcard processing kit as well. I throw every postcard possible um, in this bag, and then I just spread them all out. And then as people come into the program, or into the room, or wherever you're programming, I ask them to pick out a card that best describes where you're at mentally, physically, whatever, with coming into the day, coming into this program. And then once you find an image that really speaks to you, then go pair and share. Go find a partner. And share with them why you chose the picture that you did. Now, if you were in the virtual space, I would use Google Docs or something like that and either have them go to a royalty-free image site like pixabay.com or unsplash.com and have them select an image to bring back to paste into a shared Google Doc or something like that. Or you could provide images of, you know, here's 20 different pictures uh, in a in a tool, or even Amy Climber's got like her virtual climber cards as well. So you have lots of options, but that's one way that I love to just kind of invite people into the space. Let them just kind of talk about what's going on, how they're feeling, what are they bringing into the program that day, and you know I love providing tangible images where participants can attach their thoughts. You know, it just helps get helps give them their ideas, substance, and shape. Um, and for some of them, they can go quite deep and some of them are pretty profound. I love hearing why people chose the photo that they did. And so that's, as an icebreaker, it's, it's a very simple one. It's, you know, again, and your participants have a lot of choice as well. They're, they're the one choosing what's meaningful to them and how they are, they are cognitively relating to it versus me telling them you know, what, what to look for or anything like that. So, so that's one of my favorites as an icebreaker. Chris, do you have an icebreaker that you like to do? Yeah, mine, mine's similar. And, and it's interest. It's fun to find that we, you and I do have some differences. We, we haven't, we haven't really talked a lot about of our, our differences on the podcast, but I, here's one. I don't tend to, to give out too many cards right away because if it's an icebreaker for me, I kind of wanted just to get them started talking. Mm. So I usually use uh, whatever deck speaks to me uh, at the time. So it limits the choices. I found that some groups, they take so long. If there's too many choices, they don't know how to pick. Mm. So that's kind of my preference. I'll take one deck, for example, the Chiji cards, I'll put them out and ask them to find an image that represents a happy memory for them. I start mm -hmm. out with, it's, it, they're called stories of yourself. And the idea is you can start out nice and easy or very uplifting, kind of energetic. And you can ask different questions doing the same activity throughout the program where they get a little maybe more personal depending on your group and the objectives of the group. But same as you, they pick uh, a card that uh, they have a story attached to then they pair and share with someone and they each share their story. Then if there's still time, they can go get another uh, card that says another story. They raise their hand, look for somebody else uh, raising their hand. And so we, we spend about 10 minutes, maybe eight, 10 minutes sharing personal stories that are positive memories for people. Kind of gets them hopefully in that 
in that mood of, oh, we're here together, we're sharing information, get some talking, get some going. That's one nice. of my, my favorites that I can use over and over again, because we're all so full of stories. Okay. I yeah. like it. Well, piggybacking off the story thing, um, one of my favorites that I picked up from you actually out of the Chigi guidebook is, is story cards where uh, tell a story to where, I don't know, what's the official name of that one, where they go around and they um, make an impromptu story with the cards. Oh, I, I think it's just storytelling storytelling okay yeah, so I don't know what the official name is I just in my in my head I call it story cards so but basically what you do is you have everybody select one chiji card at random so they don't know what it is and then one person starts and they start the the story circle with once upon a time and then they turn over their card and they look at it and whatever the image is they have to incorporate that whatever that is into their story and then they say maybe three or four sentences and then it goes to the next person and then they turn over their card, they look and then they get to add to the story. And then you go all the way around the circle until eventually you're finished and you have a pretty silly <laughs> random story with whatever cards that you, you were randomly selected and uh, that you turned over and incorporated into the story. So I like that one because it, it sometimes it borderlines a little bit on the silly. So I kind of choose that one carefully with whatever group I'm facilitating, but what the attributes of that game that I like are that if I've got a group that is about to go into any type of creativity work or, you know, any type of quick thinking uh, on their feet type of thing, then that's a great, that's a great sequence. That's a great prelude into that because that's what you have to do when you're, you know, coming up with, with random things off the top of your head and, and coming up with something. So, so, so that's a reason why I would pick it, even though it kind of borderlines on the silly. Yeah. I like that one also to practice listening. Mm. What I, I front load it with, all right, after our story, there's going to be a quiz. Oh. So then we, we get a little, we get a little, we're going to have fun with it and we got to pay attention because we're going to have a quiz that, that little, that little suspense of it is, is, is kind of, and then I ask questions. So I role model um, my, my uh, role in the activity with them or with the group is I'll be here asking questions to see if you can think about certain things that we're focusing on. And this, we're going to have a little game. We're going to practice that. So you could see how I operate with you or what my role is in your uh, adventure. Right, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, my, one of my, uh, I think I probably use this um, most from the Chiji guidebook and uh, any other image cards, card book is uh, uh, lineups. Mm, I where, love those, yeah. Yeah, where you could, you just go, pictures are face up, choose a picture that speaks to you. And then, all right, how fast can you line up uh, alphabetically by the name of the image uh, on your card. And it's so, all done without talking. You can do that without talking. You can do that with talking and negotiating. Okay. Uh, when the talking is uh, going on, it's who's naming it. Did you get to name it or did someone else name it for you? Right. Did you let them name it? Did you give your power away? There's those kinds of things that can happen depending on how you set that up. Mm -hmm. And then um, we know what's out there. We know what's in the mix. And then we do a little blind shuffle. We turn the image side down and we shuffle them up. And I say, okay, now you're going to line up by the reality, the, the, the realistic size of the image on your card. 
So if it was if it was real, mm -hmm. um, how would you line up smallest image to largest image? And things like fire, how big is fire? Oh, yeah. uh, things like the sky, if you get those uh, pictures, like a rainbow, right. a rainbow, how big is a rainbow? So that, then there's more talking and negotiating and asking questions. Hey, what do you think about this? Is this really big? Is this bigger than yours? That sort of thing. And then they have to, they have to compromise a little bit and decide who goes where. And then it, it gets them thinking a little bit more and interacting a little bit more. So it's a nice progression to move through in a, in a lineup sense. So okay. that's one of my, in the middle of a program sort of image card activities. Nice. You got I another like one? Well, you know, this next one I want to talk about is one that it could be processing and debriefing, but it's also really a part of group process. So it's a little different. And so what I like about this next one, I call it um, group consensus. And so if I ever get the privilege of working with a group for a long period of time, so for those teachers out there that you have students for either a semester or a whole year, or if you are internal at an organization and you have the same staff and you work, you know, you all have been working together for long periods of time or, or, you know, anything like that. Anytime you get to work with people for a long period of time, a group that maybe all came together and formed at one po point in time, this next activity, the group consensus activity, I love to do halfway through whatever the time period is. So what I like to do is spread out a bunch of the picture cards, again, metaphor cards, and ask the group to come to consensus on three cards. One card, the first card would be, what would be a good metaphor that would, um, that would signify or represent where you were at when the group formed at the very beginning? How you operated together, how you communicated, what was going on in the group, what, was a good, what would be a good metaphor that would match that? And you have to come to consensus. And consensus is not majority rules. Consensus means you have everybody on board with the decision even a little bit. So sometimes I'll, I'll introduce the thumbs up, thumbs sideways, thumbs down concept. And to have consensus, you have to have at least everybody at thumbs sideways. If you have somebody at thumbs down, you have majority rules rather than consensus. So, so everybody has to be on board a little bit with, with uh, being in consensus. So have them do that and then have them pick a different card for their second card is like, where do you think we are right now in our group process? and pick out a different card and what would be the metaphor that would, would represent that. And then for their third card, where are we go, Where do we want to be? Where, what is it gonna look like at the end of our time together, at the end of the semester, at the end of the year, at the end of the whatever? What's the metaphor we're working towards? And oh, if I ever get to do that with a group, it's so awesome because the metaphorically rich dialogue that comes out of that session. I almost feel privileged just to sit there and listen to it because it's like, oh, it's such good stuff. The, you know, they just, the profound uh, impact that that can have and just the process of deciding on just one card, you know, it invites, it involves participants to share their ideas relating to the, all the different cards that are down there. And then you, you see them start making an argument for why they're, you know, what their interpretation of the card is, uh, the dialogue is just, it can be really profound with that particular activity. So I love that one. Yeah, and, that, and that's powerful for them to come up with, you know, where they are, mm -hmm. where were they been, where are they, where are they going, uh, and have that agreement. That's really cool. Yeah. Let's do 
Let's do a couple of processing ones. I'll, okay. I'll share one and then I'll let you run until time runs out. Okay, got it. got a lot to share. But one of my recent favorites with image cards is called Storyline. Mm. And it's a way I review a full program with a group. This time, what I do is do, like you, I put out a whole bunch of different decks. One of my favorite decks, we, we didn't mention it, were Dixit cards. Have you ever used Oh, Dixit? yes. I love Dixit cards. Those oh are gosh, awesome. Those are so amazing. Those are, that's actually, we use those in our team building from the toy aisle book that's coming out soon. Excellent. So. Yeah. They're a little, they're an investment, a little mm -hmm. investment, but they're <laughs> so rich in, like you say, metaphors. There's so yeah. many different things. But with any sort of image cards, climber cards, Chigi cards, I put my Dixit cards out. Um, I think those are my main three. What I asked them to do is to think about the whole program that they just went through, whether it's all day, whether it's four hours, whether it's two hours, and come up with images that represent the timeline that we went through. Mm. What images did you have that would represent right before you got to the program? What were you feeling like? What were you, were you apprehensive? Were you excited? Were, find some of those. Then when you got here, how did... Find some images that represent when we first got started. Were we, were we, were we close? Were we far apart? Were we had different opinions? You know, things that we can create a timeline of our whole experience together. And it's fun because we kind of stack. You stack them. You're, you're going columns and rows with different people's opinions, and then there's some melding of the same ideas. But then you create this whole timeline and a review of your learnings and your emotions and the kind of special pictures that they remember from that experience, which then anchors a little bit more for me, it kind of anchors that uh, time they spent together and brings those memories a little bit more to the forefront. So that's, that's one of my favorites. If you have the time, it does take a little more time to process through a whole day um, but it's a nice, re it's a great review for uh, any kind of image cards that you have. Nice. How about you? What are some of your favorites? Well, you know, just my, you know, the simple one, just like as the introductory activity I started with at the very beginning, I use that almost the exact same way to use it at the, at the very end of a program. Spread out a lot of cards and say, okay, after all of the experiences that we've had today um, or in this session, pick out a card that best describes one learning that you will take away from this from this day, from this program. And, uh, and then parent share. I always have them, anytime I've asked a participant to make a selection like that, that is really personal to them, I always do a pairing and sharing first so that everybody gets an opportunity to use their words, use their voice and share why they chose the card that they did. And then um, I bring it back to the large group and say, okay, can we have maybe four or five volunteers to share why, you know, what, what their card is and why they chose it. So if you're crunched on time, then you, even if you have eight minutes left in your program, you could still do this activity with, with the pairing and sharing option. So, so that's what, and then you can get as specific with your question as you want. So like I do so much facilitator training now. And so I do a lot of, you know, pick out a picture that best represents your relationship with processing and debriefing. You know, as an experiential facilitator, how do you feel about the processing and debriefing? Now for me, and I always give an example, this, that's actually another key thing that I wanna put in about this activity. I always front load this activity with, for example, give an example of a, 
of, of something that you can do. So if I chose, um, pick out a card that best represents your repre your relationship with processing and debriefing. But for example, for me, I might choose this card here and it would have a bullseye on it or something like that. For me, whenever I go into processing and debriefing, I've probably selected that activity because I wanted to target, there's my bullseye, target a specific behavior that I wanted to surface in the activity. So now as I go to ask questions, then I'm gonna ask questions to talk about what just happened, why that's important and how does that relate back to the real world and target that specific behavior. So for me, that's a really good metaphor for me in processing debriefing. And I have found that when I, when you front load, when you give at least one example to a participant, they're like, oh, now I totally understand what it is that you're asking me to do. But sometimes if you're like, pick out a metaphor that best describes how you felt today, they're like, oh, okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to pick a card and go talk to this person over here. So um, yeah, you want to be specific, especially in whatever field that you're in, therapy, therapeutic, educational, you know, teacher, if you're a corporate trainer, you know, use questions that are specific enough, choose an image that represents your leadership style, choose an image that represents something that's important to you when you're in doing group work. So anything that would help uh, bridge a story, bridge that um, thinking and the verbal, those are image cards are really fun to use. Mm -hmm. And we talked about all different kinds of examples. And don't forget to make your own. It's mm -hmm. just so amazing. Have the, if you're, if you're a teacher and you have an intact class, you know, put together a class set of image cards. And that way it's a little more personal and that they can relate to them. You can grow and build these all through the, throughout the year and have a ginormous set of image cards that maybe we give away the image cards at the end of the school year mm -hmm. to remember about the things that we did together as a group. Just such a versatile tool, such yeah. a versatile tool. I actually still have some of the very first metaphor cards I ever did. And, you know, back when my first job out of college, I, it was, um, I did not get paid very much money. So I did not have a lot of extra to go and buy all these tools. So I just cut pictures out of magazines and then I would take two pictures and I would put them back to back with one another. And then I would laminate them. And, uh, and, and I actually didn't even have money for lamination um, very early on. So I actually volunteered at a local school. I said, I will do some professional development for your teachers. If you let in exchange for laminating. <laughs> so they let Use me have lamin at their oh, laminator cool. in their that's laminating cool. room. Um, yeah in exchange yeah. for the program. So that was kind of fun, but, cool. um, but yeah, and I still have some of those. They're, they're just as relevant today as they were 30 years ago when I made of them. Course. So, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. It, and take them anywhere kind of a thing. Yep. Take them with you wherever you go. There's always things you can do with image cards. Yeah. Well, we're going to put, we're going to put all these uh, suggestions in the show notes, links to where you can pick up image cards. Uh, I created image cards on my iPad and just turned them into pictures and then mm -hmm. printed them out. So you can make cards yourself, just designing them in a Word doc, all kinds of creative things you can do. So let us know what you do, what you come up with. If there's any other image card decks that you are aware of that, you know, Michelle and I are image card, picture card hoarders. <laughs> so we have been, I have a whole bin full of these things. So give us uh, your suggestions, love to hear them, and we'll pass them on to other team builders out there. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. 
You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Funding Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris about team building.